It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Thursday, and here I am in the studio with my man Alex behind the uh, the controls. Good afternoon, Alex. Good, Good evening. evening. How are you feeling, Arthur, tonight? Oh, I'm just feeling just Jim Dandy. You know, you look a lot different than Sambolino sitting over there. Uh, you know, you're a little you're a little smaller than Sambolino and different hair as well. Uh, so I've learned the hard way to uh, always lead with the most important thing. So the most important thing for me today, anyway, is to wish my wife Marianne. Elizabeth Bertuna, a happy birthday. Uh, we will. Uh, we had a little cake last night at home with the kids, and uh, tonight we'll be going out with the familia, with her folks and my folks, and I don't know, we'll see We'll see if Ariana makes it out to the restaurant, but, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm a great man, but uh, that expression about men and women and who's behind who and all that, I, I don't know if you're still allowed to say those things, but... Uh, on this they, station, you can, Arthur. On, on this station, station you okay. can. Thank you. Uh you know, I cannot tell you over the years, although Mary and I have only been married uh, six years, we've been together for 22 years, 99, right? No, what am I talking about? I don't know, 23 years. Um, we've been, you know, we've known each other for 23 years and, and we've been working together and um, she is... My partner, obviously, in the law firm, by the basis of the name of our law firm, Idala Bertuna and Cammons, but most, much, much, much more importantly, she's my partner in life, and um, she's an unbelievable mom. And I just want to take that personal moment to to start off the show by wishing her the happiest of birthdays. And the reason why I let off with that is because there have been times where I have been made, I had to make some public remarks where I was supposed to thank my wife and uh, somehow or another I got so caught up in the moment that that slipped through the cracks. And that's not a good idea, folks. Um, so it's also President Obama's birthday. Marianne uh, kiddingly likes to joke about how Harlan and President Obama have the same birthday. He is 60 years old today. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a legit, it's a legit number. This age is right this time. Okay, Arthur? Yeah, okay, thank you. It's also, I believe, Joe Biden's num- uh, granddaughter's birthday. She's 17 years old. Roger Clemens is 59. I was talking to someone the other day, or uh, I think it was Lino at the, the Yankee game. My opinion is Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame, but we can, we can have that debate on another day. Um, and I, would do, I do want to talk about some crime stuff before we get to Hank Schenkoff and we talk about some politics. And we are going to have another great guest talking about a new book that just came out that has an awesome title that I will tell you about in a moment. But uh, the two crime things I want to talk about, the one that I'm, I will, I, I will use the word thrilled. I got in trouble as a prosecutor for using the word thrilled about the um, result of a case. Um, because as a prosecutor, you're never supposed to be thrilled that you put someone in jail. But that was someone who was really bad and did a lot of bad things. And my quote was to the media, as a young prosecutor, I was thrilled with the jury's verdict. And Joe Hines called me and wasn't too happy. And he's like, you're never thrilled. What's the matter with you? You know, we're pleased with or, you know, we agree with the jury's verdict. We're pleased with the jury's verdict. You don't say you're thrilled with the jury's verdict as a prosecutor. You can say that when you become a defense attorney. God bless. Rest in peace, Joe Hines. But um, someone who is not going to be charged with a crime, and there's no, um, I knew that from the beginning, from the morning, I got a phone call from former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and I believe it like was 640 or something like that in the morning, when he called me and said, Arthur, you know, the FBI is here, and they have a search warrant for my uh, electronic devices, you know, what are your thoughts? I said, my thoughts are... Take a look at the the, the warrant, Rudy. I'm, I'm sure you've seen a couple of those. As long as it looks like totally legit and all of their identification is totally legit, just you know, have a seat and um, let them do their thing. And they did, and they were 
Writer Giuliani went out of his way to talk about how professional the FBI agents were and the United States Marshals and whoever else were at his apartment at the time. And they did take his cell phones and his laptop and I think a couple of iPads. And guess what happened? They returned them. Now, you know, the headline in the in the New York Times is Giuliani is unlikely to face criminal charges that he lobbied for Ukraine. I will tell you this, folks, as someone who does this on a very regular basis, I came to the studio right after leaving the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District, which is where Rudy was the boss, and this is that was the same office that was investigating him. They don't return your property. <laughs> they don't. Uh, even after, so I, it's so funny because just a little while ago, I got a, a text message from my partner, Mike Jacarino, who said in a case that we settled I, a year ago, I think, where the guy got no jail, it was a probationary plea, we had to beg and kick and scream to get his uh, his stuff back. And it was personal belongings that he took from his house that they should never have taken in the first place, and they wouldn't return it. Well, with Rudolph Giuliani, they returned it on their own. Trust me, if they had any inclination, the slightest little inkling that they were going to be charging Mayor Rudolph Giuliani with any crime, they are not handing back his old cell phones and iPads and laptop. It's just not how the way it works. So, and interesting when I'm reading the uh, the Times piece, and it's written by Willie Reichbaum, who's like the ultimate veteran at the New York Times regarding crime stories. Uh, and it talks about how the fact that, you know, Rudy went in and spoke to the prosecutors. It says this in the article. Well, I was asked about that many times. I was never able to answer it. But now that it's in the article, I can tell you, yes, Rudy did go in. He went in with his longtime friend and fantastic lawyer, former United States attorney, Bob Costello. And, um, you know, basically what the article says, I think the exact quote was uh, Rudy went in a signal that his lawyers were confident he would not be charged. Yeah, we were, We discussed it, and we weren't confident that, we, that he would not be charged because when Mayor Giuliani runs all of the facts by you, meaning us as his attorneys, and we have the corroborating evidence to support it, we knew he didn't do anything wrong. Um, it was was it a huge press thing that there was a uh, uh, you know the, the mayor of the city of New York, and on top of that, the former chief of that particular office was it a big deal that they went in and dropped the search warrant on him? Yeah. Is it embarrassing? Absolutely. Is it disheartening? Totally. Uh, but it really, the end result is what really matters. And what really matters here is that the Southern District of New York are not going to file any charges against Rudy Giuliani because if they were, they would not be returning evidence of his, of the crime to him. That's for sure. So congratulations to Mayor Giuliani for you know making sure that justice was actually done here. There probably should not have been a search warrant issued in the first place. You know, they did present, the U.S. Attorney's Office did present something to a federal judge that gave the federal judge confidence to sign uh, the, um, the search warrant to allow them to go into the first place. But uh, whatever that was, it fell flat because uh, Rudy did nothing wrong. And I'm very, very pleased to report that. I'm pleased for him. He was on the phone with our office earlier today, and um, he's got a lot going on, the mayor, the former mayor, a lot going on from the subpoenas in Georgia to his um, law license being in jeopardy in in Washington, D.C. and in New York, and uh, uh, obviously everyone who took a glance at the media this week saw that his ex-wife is looking for more money from him. So the mayor's got a lot on his plate, although he comes off as a pretty confident and happy man when you spend some time with him. But uh, I'm glad that at least this is off his plate because, quite frankly, this was the one that had the greatest potential to cause tremendous damage. Um, The cover of all the newspapers say 10 people, 945 days, 485 crimes. Uh, Basically, these are 10 different criminal defendants in the city of New York who have committed, just these 10 people have committed a total of 485 crimes combined, and many of them are out on the street. Um, 
Adams and the NYPD are saying Albany needs to, you know, go back to the drawing board and fix these bail reform laws. The government, the governor, she's saying that um, the laws that are in place are adequate. They're just not being used the right way. Um, they, they're trying to be nice. They're trying to play nice in the sandbox. Unlike de Blasio and Cuomo, Hochul and Adams are trying to do the right thing. But Adams feels, and it's obvious, no one's guessing, that there needs to be much more reform. Whereas Hochul, I think, is putting out a, a feelers out there that, you know, everything is in place that needs to be in place and that the prosecutors and the judges need to do a better job. So we are going to come back with um, uh, Hank Shankoff and... Who are we playing here, Alex? Who are we playing for, Marianne? Uh, your love lifts me higher. Come on. Oh, Marianne, this is for you. Your love lifts me, lifts me higher. We're going to come back with Hank Chankoff. Don't go anywhere. So let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan like we do every day at this time. Uh, you know, I don't know how much I could drill it in your head. I used to say this when I was on with McCullough every Thursday night when I did the uh, Esquire etiquette. Planning is the most important thing. And protecting your family is extremely important. You know, we all work so hard day in, day out. We're saving money. We're buying a house. We're having a car. We have a, like a nice piece of jewelry or something like that that you've accumulated over the years, you want everything to go nice and smoothly when you're no longer here. You want everything to be all set up in a way that no one's got to go to court and no one's worried about the tax man coming to take things away. And the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan can help you do just that. Whether it's a will, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will, a trust, your overall estate plan. They've been helping people just like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. And the thing is, you can go in and chat with them with a free consultation, no obligation. And then you can make an appointment to come back and they'll tell you what the fees are to do things the right way. So call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. The number is 718-238-6500. 718 718- Two three eight six five zero zero, or visit them at their website connorsandsullivan.com and remember what Mike Connors always says the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all I'm Rob Taub host of Broadway at the Russian Tea Room a unique radio program for fans and industry pros we celebrate theater but not just the stars while we featured renowned thespians like David Threlfall and Kelly O'Hara our guests have also included Tony Award winning director Scott Ellis scenic designer Scott Pask Jessica Blank and Eric Jensen the creators of the off-Broadway hit Coal Country and film producer David Winkler writers have included comedy legend Alan Zweig Bell and best-selling author John Sanford. We even discovered indie film director Sofia Alvarez. Our in-depth interviews take you inside the creative process so you learn how a production really comes together. Tune in to AM 970 The Answer on Sundays at 5 p.m. or live stream at www.am970theanswer.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Eight eight. All right, we're back here on the Arthur Dollar Power Hour, and I have one of my political f- favorites on the line. The great—he's, uh, I think, this is—he's celebrating his thirtieth birthday coming up. He's a young man, but he's been around for a while. His name is Hank Shankoff. Hello, Hank. How are you, sir? It's 31, Arthur, and it's a pleasure to see you. How's everything going? Everything is just Jim Dandy here on this uh, 
Thursday in, in, in the beginning of August. You know, you can see uh, I got my little brochure in the mail yesterday. Early voting starts. I believe it's as early as August 13th. Uh, and uh, the polls are open from 9 to 5 every day, which I didn't know. I read this little flyer yesterday. Uh, and then I guess the big day is Tuesday the 23rd. And the hot races uh, that I guess to some degree maybe the nation is looking at are uh, here in Manhattan on the east side versus the west side. And then the the upper Brooklyn, northern Brooklyn, and, and lower Manhattan. So let's start off with uh, Jerry Nadler and uh, Miss Ma- Congresswoman Maloney, and then the young and up-and-comer, uh, Mr. Patel. They had a debate. Uh, what does Hank Shankoff have to weigh in on that? Well, Maloney certainly was able to cite the most amount of accomplishments. Uh, Patel was able to say, I'm younger, uh, and I'm going to be more effective because I'm younger, and I'm a progressive. And uh, an Obama Democrat and Nadler was able to, he was kind of, you know, didn't appear to be much in, in control, sadly. But the, Maloney really bested, bested the, the grouping in that, in that setting. And, and I think that the outcomes of that race will simply be about who turns out to vote. Voting is ritualistic. It's uh, something that people do. And August 23rd, which is not an unusual usual day to vote, on a Tuesday in August for people to turn out to vote is not something you expect. They don't know how to do it. They've never done it before. Um, it will depend on who's around, and that's why these absentee ballots are important, because both all three sides here know that a lot of the voters are not going to be in town. They're going to be on vacation. So is it, does if it, with that being said, with what you just said about voting being habitual, doesn't that give uh, Nadler the, uh, the benefit? Because isn't the West Side known as coming out in Moss to vote? Sure. West Siders will turn out that the 69th AD in New York, uh, which is Nadler's native assembly district, is probably the heaviest voting AD per capita in the country by any geographic area. It has a two-to-one ratio of turnout compared to, compared to any place on the east side, and it uh, gives Nadler an edge, and he has a, a voting group of people whose religion is vote. They don't, uh, they don't think about anything else. They go to the church of let's vote. So he has the edge because of that. But Maloney is no slouch, and she will turn him out, and Patel is... Uh, Got to try to run up the middle between the two of them. Not clear, but you have to give another the edge this time. Now, I, I was I was out of town, so I couldn't watch the debate, but and I didn't take the time to go back and find it. But I I did read about it, and a lot of it was very critical of Nadler, saying he was stumbling his opening statement. Uh, he couldn't get the words out. He wasn't answering the questions appropriately. Was that just media spin, or was that that what Hank Shankoff agrees with? I would say that Nadler was not used to that kind of combat. He hasn't had a race like this ever. Um, you know, since the beginning of his career, he's been in public service for 50 years. It's all he's ever done. It's not, it's not something he expects. And, you know, you can only, only know how to be in combat if you're trained. He's never tra- been trained to be in combat, and that's what this is. Maloney is feisty. She's got fire, and she's angry at Nadler. Uh, she blames him for stealing credit for the Second Avenue subway, which uh, she takes credit for. That was a signature achievement of hers. And the Patel is uh, young and handsome and um, different. So it's it was a, an unusual unusual setting, an interesting event. And uh, the problem here is that the newspaper endorsements will have a lot to say about what occurs. Why people are still confused. It's a tough decision for people to make. And when do you uh, when would you anticipate the uh, the New York Times? Let's face it, that's the big one. When would you anticipate the New York Times uh, endorsement coming out? Typically, is it a week next before week. or a couple of weeks next week? Next week. And just give us a little look behind the scenes. How does that work, Hank Shankov? How does it work? And we know how important it is, especially in a race like this, where those that demographic, the New York Times is their Bible. How is there horse training behind the scenes? Is there lobbying with the, the people who are on the board of the New York Times? Well, I've been through this a lot over the years. I know. Uh, that's, that's why I'm asking you, Hank Shankoff. That's why I'm asking you. People, 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 yeah, people always think they got it done until the publisher makes a decision. The publisher is going to make this decision because it is a very difficult decision to make. Um, and um, there'll be publicists who are going to tell people, oh, we can get it done. But that's not true. They're not going to get it done. It's going to be a very close-held decision. Um, I think that either Nadler or Maloney can, can get that. I mean, it would be logical. Patel is... Um, if the, if the issue, well, let's go back. If the issue is women, then it's Maloney based upon the Hobbs decision over overturning Roe v. Wade. If it's about long-term service and impeachment hearing, then it's Nadler. 
if it's about youth and need for change, that is Patel. Uh, it's hard to see where the Times goes in, in that kind of setting, but th- those are the three paths. And the publisher will make that decision. It's that serious an endorsement. So it's not, so it's not uh, like the editorial board or is not some, you know, I don't know, de- democracy where there's, you know, 10 people who are on the editorial board and taking a vote. It's the one, the family uh, the, that runs the Times will say this is who we're endorsing. No, I mean, that's, that's happened in the past when there have been difficult decisions for the editorial, editorial writers to make. Um, and this is a really seriously difficult decision to make. It has national implications. Really does, and it talks about it would be about age is on the line, uh, gender is on the line. There's all kinds of other stuff. You know, it's a serious, serious thing. All right, so now let's let's go down uh, the borough a little bit to Lower Manhattan and to the uh, the northern part of Brooklyn, and what they call that uh, Brownstone Brooklyn, I guess it is. Uh, and sure. um, that was the race that uh, Mr. Mayor De Blasio was in and is no longer in. And now I believe there's a city councilwoman, Carlina Rivera, and uh, is it um, Mon, Mon... We got a lot of people. Mondaire yeah, Jones. Mondaire Jones, right. the, the congressman who found his way, I guess. It's a, the, the, do you think he took the uh, Metro North or however you get there from where he was in Rockland County to come all the way down to Brooklyn to find a place to go? I, I uh, Something yeah, like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you first you had to be told where Brooklyn was, I guess. Anyway... <laughs> So you got Mondaire Jones, and you got Carlina Rivera, the councilwoman. You have uh, the uh, the uh, the other uh, the assemblywoman, Newlyn, I think is her name. You have um, let's see, Elizabeth Holtzman, uh, Dan Goldman, the former federal prosecutor. Right, right. Um, Goldman's in there, correct? Right. Well, who are we missing in there? And De Blasio's I, gone. Right. I I don't know, but I mean, the, the, everything I'm reading and and, and they're saying that. Uh, the councilwoman Rivera seems to be the one who has some momentum. She has momentum. The um, I think the reason why De Blasio left, and this is important when thinking about Carlina Rivera for a second, the councilwoman. Um, he left because the left betrayed him. He felt completely betrayed. The people that he empowered during his years in public office, and particularly as mayor, um, walked away from him, and they went to Carlina Rivera, and they went to Newlyn, and they just you know said goodbye, Bill. So. Carlina Rivera has uh, win. She's got she's got tremendous uh, momentum right now. Uh, Dan Goldman lost the momentum he might have had, and he's spending a lot of money as an heir. I am told to lay by stress um, by making gaps, uh, particularly on abortion. Um, Mondaire Jones. Uh, well, you know Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, said he's the one, but guess so what? Um, you know it's. It's not it's not clear, but you have to give Carlina Rivera the edge. I want to say, though, Elizabeth Holtzman deserves our great admiration because of all the people running, she's the only one who knows what it means to really stand up to a president and take tremendous risk. Um, and she did that. She stood up to Richard Nixon. People forget during Watergate. Um, tremendous, and she was the first woman elected city controller. The only one, I think. And uh, after, she was, after she was the first Brooklyn district attorney, female first Brooklyn district Brooklyn attorney. attorney. You know, I mean, it's an extraordinary record, um, and uh, we should be grateful that she's in this and has the courage to take on difficult, difficult issues and wants to serve. But you have to give Carlina Rivera the edge today. Why? She's got momentum. She's got momentum, and that district will feel. She got, she got a lot of the unions too. I mean, she's got, um, I think, eleven ninety nine. She's got um, the the city's largest, uh, the local one hundred, the transportation union. You know, yep. there's there's they, now he got. Um, he got the fire for the Union Firefighters Association, so that's why they're saying, well, you know, that those are the two people who are up front. But Dan Goldman, who um, he led the first House impeachment inquiry uh, into President Donald Trump, I mean, that that goes over pretty well in that part of the universe. So yeah, I'm, he blew it on abortion. His his mistakes on on, on uh, women's reproductive health issues, the comments he made to one of the local to Hamadia, one of the newspapers, are going to sink him probably. Carlina Rivera has the edge. Um, Mondaire Jones is not in it. He thinks he is. And um, Nguyen really shot herself uh, in the foot, I think. That's bad language. She, she did herself no favors in some of her rhetoric. The, um, yeah, what's interesting about Carlina Rivera, she's gotten, getting money from the real estate industry and having the unions. It's kind of the Blasio theory, you know, when you get elected or, or someone else that's uh, progressive, sufficiently progressive to win the race, but you don't have to tell everybody about it all the time. 
All right, Hank, we are going to come back to you, obviously, uh, in the next couple of weeks as this election day draws closer. I appreciate you finding the time on this Thursday evening to hang out with us, and we will be in touch. Hank Shankoff, everybody. Arthur, Arthur, nobody else I'd rather be with. Have a great rest of the night. All right, God bless. Are you thinking about painting your house? Just pick up the phone and call Susan at Rhino Shield, 877-744-6608. Make today the day. A Thursday in August, set something up for September and bang it out. You know that Rhino Shield is not just paint. It's this ceramic coating that goes over your whole house, makes your house look beautiful. You can do your house literally two different colors, three different colors. Susan will show you all of your options. And the coolest thing is, she's going to give you a 25-year transferable warranty. A warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. Right now, Susan is offering no payments and no interest financing for one year. That along with the strongest discount yet, 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote by August the 31st. Lock in your 20% discount at 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com and tell Susan, hey, Arthur told me to call you. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2600. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. You know, we, we came into uh, Hank Shinkoff playing Purple Rain, and I forgot to mention, because I got so caught up in thinking about the politics I was going to talk about with Hank, that in 1984... Right now, Prince started a 24-week run. So that's half the year. At the top of the U.S. album charts with Purple Rain with that album. The album was the seventh best-selling album of all time. With over 20 million copies sold. And I will tell you, when um, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in October, for like, I don't know, the eighth time, October of 2020, uh, with Luca. And then we went to see Uncle Geraldo, and we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You want to have a fun time? Walk around the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Geraldo Rivera. He's like, oh, yeah, there's John Lennon. He and I did this. We went to go eat at the Corner Bistro, and there's George Harrison, and we did this. And there's Mick Jagger. Oh, he and I were in my kitchen on Avenue C and smoking a joint in 1972. I mean, it's just, that's pretty cool. But they uh, there's, a, what, there's like all these little movies and stuff. And when I went into one of the rooms and it had Tom Petty, who had just died, jamming on Purple Rain with uh, Prince. So the two of them had died within, you know, year of whatever, year of each other. And boy, oh boy, did they, did they you want to talk about two guys jamming out on the guitar. 
Uh, that's uh, Tom Petty. You know, he died way too young. He was someone who I, I've seen many times. I really wanted Luca to see him in in person because he just put on such a great show. But speaking of putting on a great show, a man who is no stranger in putting on shows, especially in the world of radio, but he's omnipresent. Uh, he's a friend of this show because he helps us out all the time behind the scenes. Uh, and he's got a new book out with a cool name. Welcome to the Author Idola Power Hour. A.J. Rice, what's going on, brother? Artie, what's going on, my brother? Great to be here. Great to talk to uh, NYC. Before I get into this book, The Walk, the Woking Dead, not The Walking Dead, The Woking Dead, which if you hang out, whether it's in my studio at AM 970 or in my law firm, there's not a lot of wokeness going on. Um, but I just want to talk a little bit about what you did, you know, before you 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 ventured out here in, on your own. You were a uh, you were in the were heavily involved in the world of radio, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So no, tell, I, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, Phil Boyce was my uh, Jedi Master, so I know that that uh, that name in the in the Salem world means something. Um, yeah, look, I was I was Ingram's I was Laura Ingram's executive producer for years. Monica Crowley's executive producer. Um, I was brought in to help launch the Blaze Radio Network when Glenn uh, went out in that venture. And I, and I guess Buck Sexton was actually uh, one of the first people they, they had me sort of come in and try to produce. So, um, But look, I worked with a lot of people, worked with people, uh, you know, like Man Cow and, you know, Jerry Doyle, who's no longer with us, Michael Savage. So, yeah, I was a producer for years. Ingram actually plucked me out of Capitol Hill. Um, and then I started doing, you know, the publicist thing about so you start, years ago. So you, so AJ, you start, you started with Laura. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She, you know, she's a real perfectionist. I'm sure that was a challenging, uh, you know, demanding role that you had there. She used to say, you know, when she worked for Clarence Thomas, that was legal boot camp, and when I worked for Ingram, that was radio boot camp. And I wasn't just working for Ingram; I was working for another. Uh, famous Salem guy, uh, Lee Habib. He's the one that actually hired me. So, um, so yeah, I've been, I've had, I've had a lot of uh, drill sergeants and a lot of, uh, you know, Bobby Knight encounters. There you go. Well, Monica Crowley is a friend, and um, I've only had the most pleasant experiences every time I've been around her. I mean, she's, she's also the consummate professional, but uh, totally, she's, but she's just uh, a, a delight to to spend time with and to. Not even talking about politics, just chit-chatting about life with. So you've had some, uh, you've got some unbelievable uh, experiences under your belt. And uh, tell us what you're doing now. Now that you got all of this conservative radio uh, credentials, now what are you up to? Well, I went into, I went into, you know, working in PR. So I started handling people's books and organizations and things like that. So we have, we have had a lot of books. A lot of the, a lot of our more famous clients gave us blurbs for this book, for my book. Um, but we've worked, we did Don Jr.'s two books. We did the late Charles Krauthammer. Um, you know, we was a cool cat, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, like we've had like Judge Jeanine Pirro. We did all of her recent books, Pete Hegseth, um, Victor Davis Hanson. I mean, I'm one of the few people that have worked with Bobby Kennedy Jr., Donald Trump Jr. and George P. Bush. So I've got, you know, a first baseman, a third baseman, a second baseman. I need a shortstop. There you go. Well, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it seems like now this is all from the Post Hill Press. Well, no, yeah, no, they're the different, different uh, authors. I mean, they're my publisher, but I work with all the all the publishers. So, you know, they were all from different houses. Most of them. George P. was a was a was a deal when he was running for land commissioner in Texas. So I was brought in to get him some, you know, some some media for that. Um, but Bobby Kennedy Jr. has got a book with Skyhorse right now. It's uh, driving people insane. And uh, <laughs> Don Jr. did a did a book with Hachette. Then he self published that second one, Liberal Privilege. So, um, well, let's talk so, about yeah, the no, Woking. Let's talk, let's talk about the Woking Dead. That's that's your book. Age How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. And if if you can just give me a moment, I just need to read some of the. Uh, the chapter titles. <clears throat> so there's one. The first chapter is America's meat, American meat puppet. Wimpy, <laughs> wimpy. And wi- this is and this is one of the sub chapters. Wimpy white men went Biden. Then there is a uh, charge of the MAGA brigade, uh, which another has another sub chapter called the GOP hot tub time machine. 
Uh, the one that I really like is when you talk about uh, the sports over here. Um, let's see. Wait, I, I mean, there's a lot of chapters here. They're, they're small, short. It looks like this is an easy read. I apologize. I only got the book yesterday. No, it's it, you don't have to read it cover to cover. There's ten sections, and there's like you know a dozen little vignettes in each section. So let me ask you: Why is Kobe Bryant the last unwoke NBA athlete? Look, I'm from Philly. Um, I actually saw Kobe play in high school at a Christmas tournament that we were that my Catholic high school was uh, participating in. Obviously, as a Sixers fan, we're not in love with the Lakers, right? But Kobe, to me. After once MJ and Charles and all the and that group was was sort of off the off the scene, and Shaq was even a little bit older than Kobe. That he was kind of the last person where we didn't know every single little thought of what he thought about every single political issue right. because we didn't need to, right? So, like Mike used to say, Jordan used to say, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too, right? <laughs> they wanted him to weigh in on this, that, and the other thing. And that was the thing with Kobe is that we really didn't know what he thought of, you know, stem cell research and and the IRS and, and, and you know, uh, tax cuts or immigration. Right. He didn't really jump he into he didn't really jump into the Trayvon Martin stuff and the Black Lives Matter. No, he stuff didn't. All right. no. He hung back. Now, to explain this one to me. Number eighty nine. Major League Baseball needs to get over itself and bring back the beer. Oh, so there was. There was a ban on their on their athletes being able to be in alcohol commercials. So oh, really? and, and there was a lot of a lot of a lot of the leagues had that, you know, where they couldn't promote, you know, you couldn't be in a, you know, it, whatever it is, it could be wine or it could be, you know, I mean, Dwayne Wade, for example, owns a winery. Right. But he's not out there doing he's not out there doing commercials for it. There were there were things that this, I guess, mainly for active players. But that was a whole that was a whole piece I did, you know, because I I just look I'm a libertarian on a lot of these things, so you know let them get paid and 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 do their thing. I got you. Now the age of the monochromatic late night humor. So that's got to do with what all the three guys you know kind of doing the same. More than thing? three. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a you know a, it's a, it's like a, a baker's dozen of white guys basically, other than uh, Trevor Noah. Um, lecturing us about race and America and, you know, why the 1619 Project's amazing and how we all need to, you know, the, the Italians and the Irish, uh, time is over for them. And, you know, all the white guys in America need to hang their hat and just get in line. And, 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 and the next chapter and drink is the woke Kool-Aid. Why aren't more comedians making fun of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Well, some have started to a little bit. All right. Um, but I would say, you know, when she first came on the scene, I mean, she was she had that Obama Teflon imprimatur. Right. I remember when Obama got elected and Letterman was on TV and said, I really can't think anything to goof on this guy about. I really can't think uh, what about his jokes? ears. You I mean, just you know, right. He's right so perfect. He gets, well, today's his birthday. The big six. Oh, today, A.J. Wow. He's getting up there. There you go. So, A.J., what if people want to buy your book, how do they do that? Well, you can go to Amazon, you know, Barnes and Noble, uh, anywhere. I mean, we, we're, we're everywhere. Walmart.com, Target, any, any one of those places you can get it. Well, I got to tell you the truth. It, just because I, uh, Joan, who I know you know, she gave me the forward, the first chapter, and and obviously the table of contents. So I zipped through that uh, when I got out of the, the courthouse today. And, and it, it is it is what you just said. You don't have to read it like cover to cover. You just pick up and look at any chapter, and there's a whole bunch of little sections in there that – Put a smile on your face. There's a lot of common sense in there. There's just there really is. I mean, I appreciate I, I, that. I'm not a you know hardcore right, hardcore left guy. I'm, I'd like to be a commonsensical guy, and there's a lot of that in there. So congratulations, AJ. Uh, go all the best. It's not easy to write a book. So God, good for you, man. God bless. I appreciate it. All right, you come back. Anytime, AJ. The one last thing. Yeah, one last thing I'll say is, wokeism is the one thing that can bring people like Bill Maher and Sean Hannity together because they're both against it. All right. Uh, there you go. There you go, baby. Only here on, on, Idola, on the Idola Power Hour, you learn how to bring those two guys together by A.J. Rice. Thank you, A.J. Have a great day, man. I'll talk, catch up with you tomorrow. All right, brother. Thank Thanks. you.
The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight, he's back. That uh, court journalism superstar Imran Ansari himself. He'll be with me, Kevin McCullough, tonight at 7 on Legal Night, Radio Night Live. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. A journey to Israel this November will impact you forever. Join Sebastian Gorka, Dinesh D'Souza, and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, for 10 life-changing days. Register today at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Dad, why do your toenails look like that? Hey, it's James, and if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it, toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my ugly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new and different FDA-registered at-home treatment. This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus, and you can be too. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. number one in the United States of America and uh, it was that that whole album was all about 9-11 all around 9-11 my city in ruins I mean Uh, I will tell you it helped uh, heal a lot of us who were personally deeply affected by the events of 9-11-01 
today I was in my, my back in my office looking at the calendar and, you know, what's coming up. And, you know, September is here in, in the world that I live in because cases get adjourned usually three or four weeks out. And, and I'm already, I was like, oh, okay, the 11th this year is on a Sunday. And when I think of September 11th, I think of this album. And sometimes it's hard to listen to this album because those memories come rushing back. Um, Bruce did such an amazing job. You two did an amazing job touring with their album that was already out and they were doing tours right after 9-11 and they did a big tour a big uh, stand in Madison Square Garden where they had they listed all the names of everyone on the wall behind them and it was very very touching and I remember Bono making a speech I saw them twice in, in the garden Bono making a speech about like you know even though we're from Dublin like New York is such a big part of who we are as individuals who you too is as a band uh, and then basically uh, shortly thereafter, Bruce came out with The Rising. And then uh, the summer of 20, 2003, he was at the uh, the Meadowlands and I saw him twice there and it was just just amazing. Uh, he, he was one of those guys who lifted us up when uh, we definitely needed uh, to be lifted up. Um so there's just some, as we end the night here, there's some crime stories going on that I can't say any of them are really good. The poor uh, McDonald's worker who got shot in the face over the French fries, and then yesterday we talked about how the guy who shot him admitted to another homicide that took place in the fall. Well, that guy who got shot in the face now, they're reporting his brain dead. Um, so he's going to die. So that's horrible, horrible. So now this guy's going to have two bodies uh, under his belt, and and he's a young kid. He's another, I think he's 18, or no, he's 20 years old, maybe. So now, you know, he'll spend the majority of his life, if not all of it, in prison. Um, The governor of Florida, you know, I usually don't go too far out of the city of New York, but when we talk about this on the show, but the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has suspended a, a prosecutor in Hillsborough County, that's um, the Tampa Bay area. He suspended um, Hillsborough County State Attorney uh, Andrew Warren. He is removed from his position immediately. <clears throat> uh, DeSantis insisted Warren had publicly put himself above the law while frustrating local deputies and citizens with a soft on crime approach. DeSantis said Warren directed his office to let serious offenses slide and that he vowed not to enforce any current or future laws regarding abortion or gender reassignment surgery on minors. And then to do a little bit more research for the show, I see that the district attorney of San Francisco, who was recalled, has now announced that he's not going to run for reelection. Uh, well, I mean, I, the, 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 you're actually considering running for re, re-election? That San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Bowden, or Boudin, depending on how you want to pronounce that, um, he said the the choice not to seek re-election uh, is he, he's putting his family first. Bro, you were, you were the DA, and based on your performance, you got voted out of office. You're going to get voted back into office? I mean, I guess stranger things have happened. And uh, in Russia today, the, um, the, the basketball player, Brittany Griner, the woman who's from uh, the WNBA star, she was convicted and sentenced to nine years in prison. Um, you know, she's saying it was had to do with carrying cannabis oil, and she said it was an honest mistake. Um, but President Biden seems to have her back. Um, he... Um, issued a statement immediately after her conviction that said, Today, American citizen Brittany Griner received a prison sentence that is one more reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brina, uh, Brittany. The statement read, It's unacceptable, and I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends, and teammates. So there's supposed to be some sort of a swap here where that we're going to release uh, a, some arms dealer and then they're going to release her uh, back to us. I mean, this is complicated stuff. Nine years seems a little, <laughs> a little much um, for someone who possesses a small amount of um, some THC-based product um, here in New York. I mean, I was walking here to to the studio, and 
man, I could have gotten contact time. I mean, I'm right here on Broadway and Wall Street, right? It's the financial capital of the world. And there is weed being smoked everywhere. I mean, it really, like, it's the smell is pungent. There's a reason why they call it skunk weed. Um, it's interesting because I'm, I was looking at the pictures of the NBA star and, you know, when, when Brittany is in front of uh, the court, the, the, the court and talking to the judge, she's actually like in a cage. Um, you know, when we're in court, typically, uh, you know, we, we don't even allow them to be, um, in, in handcuffs. I mean, I, I do my best to insist that, um, my client isn't even in handcuffs when something so serious as their liberty is on the line and they're not focused on, well, how tight are the handcuffs on my wrist um, here? And I remember I've been in courtrooms in Italy. Uh, there are times when the, the, yes, the defendants are actually in cages, like in cages, like when you used to go to the, the old little zoos, not the beautiful Bronx Zoo that we spoke about yesterday with John Calvelli, but, um, you know, the old zoo where, you know, there was just a lion in like a 10 foot by 10 foot cage. Well, that's what these these defendants are in Russia. I have a feeling that uh, even though our, our relationship with Russia right now is not great, I have a feeling for public relations purposes, the president of the United States is going to do everything he can to uh, get Griner uh, out and get her back home. And we'll see if she winds up playing back in the NBA, WNBA again. Um, you know, going back to these prosecutors being removed, I do know that uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin it has said, you know, if he becomes the governor, now I don't know if he said this recently, but I know he said it during the primaries, if he becomes the governor, he would remove Alvin Bragg. I just don't see that happening, folks. This is the world I live in, um, not the world that Lee Zeldin lives in. I cannot see uh, Governor Lee Zeldin taking office and doing what Ron DeSantis just did. Uh, uh, he would be removing not a, a, a DA from a little area in Tampa Bay. Not that Tampa Bay is so little, but it's definitely not Manhattan. Uh, no one's going to confuse Manhattan and Tampa Bay. Uh, he's going to take the duly elected first African-American district attorney uh, and just say, you know, I'm, I'm putting you aside. I'm going to put my own person in there and have a special election. I don't see that happening. Now, I, I just want to couch my remarks with maybe Lee Zeldin has dialed that back a little bit. I haven't followed that closely. I do know that somewhere along the line in his debates with uh, Andrew Giuliani and, and Harry Wilson, that uh, that did uh, that did come up. But we are about, Alex and I are about to slam the lid on things here on a Thursday evening. Um, and there's a special birthday today, isn't there's, there? Well, besides my wife Marianne's birthday... Um, which there's nothing really more special than me. I mean, there's there's August 4th, there's July 12th is Luca, there's October 24th is Arthur, and there's November 17th is Ariana. But today is Sachmo's birthday. Louis Armstrong was born on this day in 1901. He, he died at age 69 in 1971. Um... And apparently, the Louis Armstrong House is a part of Queens College in Corona, Queens. So uh, I appreciate everyone from coming on, AJ Rice and, and Hank Shankoff. And I am excited to go see Marianne and the family for her birthday. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. I guess Sam Bellino will be back tomorrow, Alex? Yes, he will. All right. All right. Have a great Thursday night, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. So blue and clouds of white. Right, blessed day, the dark sacred night. I think to myself, what a wonderful The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.